0: welcome to another episode of Inspired by Yarra. This is a podcast created to enhance, connect and inspire the Yarra Valley Grammar community and beyond. So wherever and however you're listening to us today, I want to thank you for tuning in. My name's Paul Joy and it's my pleasure to sit down episode after episode with another yog, a Yarra Old Grammarian, and we track through what life was like when they were here at school and where the twists and turns of life have taken them. Today, I sit down with Travis Strong from the class of 1991. We cover things like his early memories, what his first impression was when he landed here at Yarra Valley Grammar, coming from a, a school in the Box Hill area. And we're also going to ask him about foundation and laying a foundation and how his time at Yarra built his character. Travis was a keen sportsman and so he's got a few stories to share about his sporting pursuits as well. Hope you'll enjoy this episode of Inspired by Yarra with Travis Strong from the class of 1991. Welcome back to another episode of Inspired by Yarra and today we're thrilled to be joined by Travis Strong from the class of 91, 1991. Travis, you're looking good for somebody who uh, graduated from Yarra in 1991. Welcome and thank you for joining us.
1: Thanks, Paul. It uh, only seems like yesterday, uh, class of 91, but uh, yeah, the years will tell otherwise.
0: (laughs) Cast your mind back for us. Take us way back. What was, at what year, what year level did you come to Yarra? And can you remember, can you describe for us first impressions?
1: Look, I was a bit of a late start of the year. I only uh, came for for years 11 and 12. Uh, I came from Kingswood, uh, Kingswood College in Box Hill. My, my parents uh, wanted me to get uh, a bit of a, a more rounded education for my final two years. And I remember coming in, I first met Les Christie. Um, Les was the, the vice principal at the time and was very heavily into tennis. And uh, my father, being a tennis coach and, and myself playing a lot of tennis, he was a, immediately uh, drawn to the fact that he could uh, maybe win a, uh, an AGS uh, pennant uh, with my uh, my tennis skills initially. So that was my first introduction to Yarra. Um, and I, I, look, I didn't, I knew one person when I came uh, Jeremy Cruz, who incidentally is uh, on the White Hour committee now. So our, our friendship is. Lasted all those years, um, but very quickly through uh, probably more the sporting activities, basketball and tennis got to form some really strong friendships very early on, and uh, and a lot of those still remain today.
0: Tell me, did you uh, did you ever live up to your uh, perceived form out on the tennis court?
1: We didn't wear a pen. Did, uh, I did make the AGS uh, squad once, um, Andrew Bennett and I both, uh, I think Andrew was a year below me. Um, but uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun, we played, uh, we obviously went up to uh, Assumption College and a lot of bus trips. And yeah, we, we, had, we, we went close, I think we came second or third, probably didn't quite have the, the depth in the squad. But uh, yeah, there, there's some from memories and some, some long trips on Saturday mornings to play.
0: Very good. I wonder um, if you reflect on your time at Yarra, where if if we came, you know, mid your Yarra journey, where would we find you? Was it a particular room or a particular area of the school? Was it uh, hanging out at the CAF or were you outside the principal's office or where, where did you spend a fair bit of your time?
1: Know plenty of time out outside. I wasn't uh, one to be sitting in the library and uh, or, or playing on the computer. I was uh, I was out and about. So uh, anything with a ball, um, you know, footy, basketball, tennis, whatever. It, if there was a ball involved, uh, I was I was keen to keen to play it.
0: Fantastic, fantastic. Now you mentioned there um, the opportunity that you've had to connect not only with your your mates at school, but you've then built something beyond that. Um, Tell us a little bit about that. You mentioned White, White Owl. Tell me about what, what what is White Owl and who who is involved in that?
1: Yeah, well, White Owl. I mean, a, they talk about the Yarra community. I mean, it's it's incredible the the, the number of touch points that I still have in having left uh, school so long ago now. But uh, White Owl is a, is a is a particular initiative that was set up after the passing of a very uh, close uh, friend of uh, of a lot of the Yarra community there, yeah, Patrick Shing, uh, he was class of 91 too, and he, he died from prostate cancer, um, you know, near on two and a half years ago now. And that inspired, uh, a group of us to, uh, to, uh, I guess, create a, a men's health initiative, um, where we were pro- try and promote, uh, men to be proactive, looking after themselves and getting themselves checked out regularly so that the, the, uh, you know, things like prostate cancer, um, Know, wouldn't wouldn't uh, wouldn't take hold of their lives. Now, Patrick was very young. Uh, yeah, he was diagnosed at thirty nine, and uh, you know, died uh, three years later. So, it's been a really. Uh, we had another friend who wasn't uh, part of the Yarra community, but another friend who I who I knew through football who also uh, p- passed away from suicide. So, there was, I guess, a, a joining of uh, of the minds to, to and and, uh, and a, a collaborative effort to try and be pro- You know, use our our professional and personal networks to promote the men's health awareness message. Um, and, you know, it's just gone from there. And Yara has been a really big supporter um, through the old grammarians and also through the school last year, the, the Father's Day breakfast uh, that the school held was, uh, the charity partner was, White Um And myself and also a fellow Class of 91 um, member, Jeremy Cruz, is also a member of the... The, uh, the White Owl Committee. He and I both were afforded the uh, opportunity to come and speak to to uh, the, the attendees at that um, at that breakfast. So yeah, so it's been uh, through uh, I guess a solemn um, uh, event has, has spawned a, a, a quite a uh, a dynamic um, legacy event, uh, a legacy for those two gentlemen and their families. And uh, so there's a very strong connection back to Yarra through uh, through White Owl.
0: Very much so. That's great. And I wonder, on that committee, there's a couple of Yarra names mentioned by the sounds of it. Um, do Does the Yarra wider community, maybe your wider Yarra network, uh, come to events? What sorts of things do you do to raise the profile of White Owl?
1: Yeah, we've got, uh, so I've mentioned Jeremy Cruz and there's also Michael Fung who's, uh, who's still very heavily involved in the Yarra community out there. He's also another member. And the three of us knew Patrick very well and, um, you know, had maintained a friendship with Patrick long after school finished. But if you look at our, our major event each year, uh, is, is held at a footy event. Um, both Patrick and, uh, uh, and the other guy, uh, Nathan, we're, were passionate footy fans. Um, we have an alignment with the North Melbourne Footy Club, and they kindly donate a, a room at uh, Etihad Stadium for one of their uh, games each year. We get together about 300 people. Um, we, we get some guest speakers, uh, we raise, we have a silent auction, we have a raffle, um, we do a lot of promotion through social media, we do a lot of alignments with corporates and we go and speak at those corporate events. Um, we obviously come out and speak at the school. But I think the, it all sort of culminates in this this major sort of fundraising uh, men's health awareness event. And this year it's, uh, it's on Saturday the 23rd of June. Uh, it's the Western Bulldogs and uh, the Kangaroos at Etihad Stadium. But we've got Wayne Schwoss this year who played. Uh, yeah, who's a very uh, passionate ambassador for for, me, uh, for mental health awareness. He's coming as our guest speaker. Tiffany Cherry is our MC. We get a few uh, medical practitioners to come and speak. Uh, last year we had Phil Dundee, who was also a, an ex-Yarra alumni, uh, came and spoke. He's uh, heavily involved in the, uh, the prostate cancer research area. And it's very heavily supported by the white Our community. I mean, I... I sp- had played six years of old boys football after I left Yarra. Uh, Rob Penaluna, we all know how great Rod is at uh, marshalling the troops and I reckon there's probably at least 20 or 30 Yarra uh, people at the event last year and uh, looking at the ticket sales already this year. We've got a lot of um, support from the Yarra community again uh, in, uh, in 2018. So that's really, really great to see.
0: Absolutely. That's fantastic that, uh, that Yarra... Uh, connections and network are are getting behind. It was such a good cause and a worthy cause and and one that uh, you know needs more publicity really and 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 as you say your speaker Wayne Schwash, he's 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 an advocate for it and uh, and you know through his own journey, and his own experience. So it's marvellous to harness the the platform that characters like him have got as well. Um, School is a place where we, uh, we lay a foundation. And, uh, it sounds like for you, Yara laid, uh, not only a foundation for you to pursue your sport, but also your, um, well, eventually whatever the catalyst was, but your desire to do good. Um, it builds your character. I wonder, can you think back to, uh, was there a, a particular moment in your journey at school that that was a pivotal moment in developing who you are today, in terms of your character, in terms of your willingness to look beyond yourself. Look, I think
1: we formed, formed some really strong friendships, and it's funny when you're at, when you're at school, you you obviously it's hard to look ahead and see where the where the journey going to take you. But the, the associations that I had through through the, the, the sporting endeavor, I mean, I wasn't I wasn't. Great academically, I, I did. I was okay, but you know, I certainly by no means a, a star pupil. But those, but the friendships that I forged through through both tennis and football and basketball in particular, um, just enabled enabled me to uh, have friendships that that um, that developed uh, outside of um, uh, outside of the school through common interests. And uh, and through that, you, you obviously start to develop as uh, you know as adults, and and you start to work out uh, those that you, where, where you have strong alignment with um, with their social conscience and uh, and and the way that they conduct themselves in a professional manner. And um, you know the fact that I've, I'm still sitting here, um, you know, twenty plus years on, with all the the. The, through the connections, I mean, I, I got a, I've got i got a group of Yarra guys that I go to the football with. I'm a passionate Melbourne Demon supporter. You know, from all year levels, I, st- I still go to the old Yarra Valley Old Boys game. I go to the Yarra Valley Old Grammarians Golf Day, and uh, they promoted White Owl heavily this year at the event, which was at Commonwealth um, only, only a, a couple of weeks ago. Um, so... Yeah, it's amazing the touch points. And I guess the interesting thing is too is that it's not just the class of 91. Um, you know, when, when I went to the Yarra Valley Golf Day, I was probably the, I was the only person from the class of 91 who was there, but I knew half of the people in the field. So it doesn't really matter which year you are, you'll find as you go through if you maintain those, those, those personal and, and professional networks that um, and you can call upon those people. And, and things like Wide Hour now, you know, the people are rallying around it. And you could be from the class of, uh, of, you know, 85 to the class of 2017.
0: But, uh, you yeah, it's all getting behind a common cause. Yeah, that's great. Um, Travis, you've been talking a lot about your touch points, your network, and, and not necessarily just from your year level, but indeed, um, you know, I guess once you recognise a Yarra Valley grammar, uh, whether it's a, a comment that somebody says or, you know, it, it's not an uncommon thing to say, you know, where did you go to school or where did you grow up? And eventually that can lead back. I wonder, and, and this is a question without notice, but I wonder what what's the most surprising or the most unusual place that you've met somebody from Yarra that had a Yarra background? You know, were you traveling? Were you in Bali on a beach somewhere in the middle of nowhere? Or were you what, what what surprised you most about where you were when you met a Yarra person? Uh, well, I lived in the UK for, for three years after
1: I finished at, uh, at, at school, and I, I know I ran into a lot of uh, Yarra people in, in various locations around Europe. Wow. Um, so uh, that definitely happened. I ran into, um, I was in New York, uh, and I ran into Gavin McLeod one day you know, walking down the street in New York. You know, Gav's now back in, in Australia. I played a lot of old boys footy with Gav. Um, uh, but yeah, probably, you yeah, know, New York, that's one, certainly one that springs to mind because that's the last person, you, you know, you, you place you're thinking you're going to run into a, a, a next year. But once again, you know, Gav and I weren't in the same year level, but we, through our football connection and, and mutual friends, uh, you know, we, we still have a friendship to this
0: day. That's fantastic and and it's even if you did know he was over in New York somewhere, the chances of you actually running into I imagine it's quite a busy (laughs) a busy town. Ridiculous. Yeah absolutely. Um and it might be on a similar vein to some of the things you've been talking about but we have this notion and when I first started here at Yarra as the school chaplain, I became aware fairly quickly that people would talk about this thing called the Yarra spirit. And I wonder whether you've got a word or, or, or an explanation of what what is this thing that we refer to as the Yarra spirit. Can you wrap that into some words for us?
1: Well, I must say, I mean, speaking to a lot of friends that I didn't go to, to Yarra with, they are amazed at the different t- touch points. And I think it's I think it comes down to, to mateship. Um, you know, I, I can call, like if I was going for... Uh, if I needed help at work and I needed to research someone on LinkedIn who had, if I saw someone with a Yarra connection, I would have no hesitation in in dropping them a line and saying I'm class of ninety one, and that immediately opens up uh, a conversation. And I think there's a trust that uh, the people that have come through the Yarra system are inherently good people um and a and trustworthy and, and and people want to help and likewise if someone came to me uh, and had a Yarra uh, background I would I would move I would go out of my way to make sure that they were being looked after so I think there's there's a, there's a there is certainly a, a mateship and, and a kindred spirit there that uh, as you said Paul and um that as I get older I appreciate more um because uh you know, I probably I'm probably in touch with more Yarra Valley uh, alumni now uh, in 2018 than I was when I left in 1991, uh, and uh, and I know there's a lot of other people that could, would, would be able to say exactly the same thing.
0: That's fantastic, and uh, and look, I'm trusting that many of those people are listening to this conversation now, and uh, and part of the motivation behind this podcast inspired by Yara, is to continue to foster that connection and that relationship and for people to hear a bit of an update on the, the various guests that we've had and we're looking to try and get various um year levels represented in terms of class of 91, class of 89, class of 99 and so on um to to continue to harness that that network and that 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 wider community, that wider Yarra family, uh, and I love it that you've mentioned that there is a a core understanding that the foundation is good when you have been part of that Yarra family. Give us an update, Travis, if you would. You mentioned in their uh, work, what is work for you now, and uh, and what's the journey that got to what work is now from Yarra? Yeah, well, that's uh, that,
1: that's. Taken a few twists and turns. I went out and did an, an undergrad straight out of uh, Yarra in town planning, and I pretty much realized uh, in the first year I didn't want to do that, but I persisted so I could get my undergrad. Uh, I did a, some various town planning roles in councils and private practice, but then I got involved in telecommunications, uh, rolling out mobile phone networks. And if you, it might seem uh, a commonplace now, but back in the early 90s, uh, mobile phone networks were new, they were getting built. Um, and I moved into project management, um, you know, looking at uh, site selection through design and build. Um, that industry took me across to the UK for, th- for three years and uh, worked over there with, uh, on a number of rollouts and then came back to Australia and I've been in and out of the data and soil co-industry um, but at the moment I'm at a company called Oricon which is a professional services uh, engineering firm based in Docklands I've been there 15 years today believe it or not um, so uh, you know been a great great company for me and you know I get to work on lots of interesting things now defense projects uh, you know I get to travel to, to Africa and Asia for for work regularly uh, You know, I've got a team of 500 um, you know, spread across the, the southern hemisphere which is which is extraordinary and I you know get lots of uh, interesting experiences and uh, you know never thought you know when you when you I guess one my, my message is that when you leave school I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, you know I you know some people come out and say I wanna be a doctor, I wanna be an accountant. I went and did an undergrad, an arts undergrad uh, not sure what I want to do, but I went back and did my post in project management. You know, there's no there's no set path. You know, and it's uh, you know just yeah, I guess I just backed myself on a few different occasions, and um, uh, and I've had a really uh, um, enjoyable career to date.
0: That's fantastic. There's so many little snippets in there that I'm I'm keen to touch on, and one of them is thank you for spending your uh, 15 year anniversary talking to us.
1: <laughs> you know, you, can you see the streamers behind me? <laughs> There's not a lot of fanfare when you get to, to 15 years,
0: <laughs> especially
1: the that I feel sorry for you,
0: especially I dare say when you're working from home on that particular day. Yes, well that's right. Uh,
1: yeah, I, unfortunately, I did, don't want to spread my uh, my my cold around the office, so <laughs> doing the responsible thing and working from home today.
0: It's uh, it's very good of you. The other thing that I want to just touch on um, and reinforce your 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 message around. You don't have to know the path when you leave. And, and look, and I've said it on other episodes as well. Um, there's a perception and I think an increasing pressure on young people today to, uh, have a number in mind or, or have a, a goal in mind when you, you, when you're 16, 17, 18. Um, but testimony after testimony, we're hearing that even when you leave school, there is still time to work that out. And in fact, Perhaps as you go and live life a little, you become better equipped to, to make some of those big choices and big decisions in your life. Um, however, you did mention that you, a few things worked your way and you showed some persistence. There were some times when, you know, maybe things didn't all fall according to plan, whatever plan, whoever's plan, but you persisted. I wonder if you can talk a little bit about that and, and you know, you're out in the workforce and you've had some success in there. What do you put that down to? Is that, I mean, without putting words in your mouth, is that because, you know, you, you've got the look or is it because you can speak? Is it because you are persistent or you, you deliver what you say you will? What, what do you put it down to? I think there's one, probably a couple of things in there, Paula. There was, there was a
1: time when I, um, when I was working for a company in Sydney and uh, we got, uh, a group of us got relocated to the UK um for work and while we're on the plane the company went into administration so when we got off the plane we're effectively unemployed um so someone very kindly took us under their wing because they were quite within their rights to put us on a plane and send us back Um, but someone took a punt on us and uh and we managed to uh to get um an arrangement where we could stay in the uk for three years now that was a, a monumental uh, break and sometimes things just happen for a reason i wasn't meant to come back to australia at that time and uh, um and as a result of that um you know i got the role that i'm in now um some friendships that i made in the uk that will last uh, last forever and um, sometimes you just got to be a little bit uh flexible uh, in, uh, in, in 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 where you land um because I had no idea when I jumped on that plane. I was heading to a new adventure, and effectively, it was over before I even got off the plane. But uh, it uh, it worked out. It worked out particularly well. Um, what was the other part of that question, Paul? Because there was a, s- a second.
0: Well, let, let me let me throw this. It might not be exactly, but what what does success mean to you?
1: Challenge. You know, I think it's. I, I think it's. I know the other part of your question now. What's the differentiator? I believe it's empathy. You know, I think there's a lot of people that can do a whole range of, of skills and a lot of what we, we do, we're seeing in the workplace now is being automated. Um, you know, a lot of things have been taken over by, uh, um, by, by digital innovation. But the one thing that's going to differentiate people in the, in the workplace now is, is the empathy. Um, if you have an ability to relate to people um, to care for people, to care for your fellow worker, um, you will have a role and I think that's a, that's a
0: really important um, uh, trait for, for, for people to be focusing on. Yeah, I like that. I think that uh, I'm glad you took us back there um, because you're right. There's a lot of the hard skills, if you like, that uh, you can learn that, you can um, develop that, you can even create something that will do it for you but empathy and those softer skills those personal and interpersonal connections and relations so for a young person uh, out there how does one develop those skills
1: good question um look i think it's it's surrounding yourself with with, with people that that have a positive influence on, on you as an individual um you know i think we're, we're, when we're when we're in school we we come across um Scenarios or, or, or people uh, in our lives that are probably at the time you're not aware of it, but you know you think you're going to be making a, a negative impact. Um, I think latching on to to people that are doing good things, um, positive people, positive role models, people that that um, that, uh, that that want to get out and do things, have a bit of a uh, bit of zest for life. I think that's really important to try and to try and latch onto those that make you feel good about yourself. Um, and I think that. You know, those those empathy skills develop as long as you've got that that good grounding with your family and with the, with the friends and the decisions of the, with the friends that you uh that you, that you hang out with mm.
0: which brings me back now to success and what does that look like and what does that mean to you and then my next question is going to be what do you put that down to in terms of do you have a uh, I don't know it might be a morning routine do you have a uh, an ability that every um, every interaction you have you straight away go and write a, a letter to that person to say thank you or to you know do you have any kind of those little um, principles or habits that are part of your um, makeup that have led to success whatever success might be as you might define it
1: well, I think purpose, success for me is purpose and I think um, y- you've got to be able to, 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 to have a purpose in the role you're doing. I mean, a lot of people probably get stuck in roles or, or, or just you know merely just having the, the wheels tick over. But I think being able to 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 have a a purpose in mind with what you're trying to achieve, um, and I think with the work I'm doing with White Owl, that's r- really given me a lot more purpose because we you know, the group of us that do it, it's all on a voluntary basis and we do it in our spare time. But it really you, you, in every interaction, every time you talk about about white owl you can see that you're making an impact um with either the individual or the, or the group that you're speaking to and i think that's really important so whatever role you do success you need to have a purpose because that's going to that's going to drive you to be the best version of yourself in in, in whatever you do whether it be uh, in, a, in a professional setting or, or a personal setting so that um that's that's the main 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 driver for success for me. Yeah.
0: So, how does one find their purpose? Just
1: well, first of all, you got you've got to find your passion, don't you? I mean, it's yeah. If you're not passionate about it, you're not going to be able to have the drive and 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 strive for that for that purpose you need. So, you got, you've got to be really true to yourself and making sure that uh, that that you're passionate about it. When, about the work you're doing about the friends you're involved in about the extracurricular activities that you're doing um you know if, if you're passionate about it nothing's forced is it i mean it's you it can it, you you go that extra yard because uh because you you inherently enjoy what you're doing and i think that's a challenge for everybody to make sure that um if you if you're not happy then you need to find out what does make you happy um because Trust me, you'll be, you'll be a lot more productive and, uh, and, and and be a lot more successful in what you're doing if you're passionate about the work you're doing.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I wonder, do you remember the um, our school motto? Oh, well, that's a good... <laughs> I'll give you a hint. I remember Levavi oculus Yes, Levavi oculus, which means... Oh, no... <laughs> But that's okay. I'm gonna I'm going to I'm going to tell you what it means and then I want you to tell me what it means to you. <laughs> Thank you. So Levavioculus oculus uh, loosely translated is to lift up our eyes. Our school psalm talks about I to the hills will lift my eyes. Levavioculus is to lift our eyes. What does that notion, if I put that to you, what does it mean to to lift up your eyes? I, I think it's just
1: and to, to, to all opportunities. You know, don't, don't, don't be stuck, don't be so set in your ways that you're not, uh, that you don't have the ability to consider, um, uh, consider the potential or, or potential of other things happening. I must say I, I got into a bit of a rut probably eight years ago where I was very much st- st- stuck in what I was doing uh, and I was very fortunate that I had a mentor through my work that uh, challenged me to take my career on a different path. And I'm forever grateful for that individual because um, I would have just been sitting there, still in that role today, probably just, just spinning wheels in the mud um, as a result of being challenged in that uh, and, and taking that uh, the advice and taking myself outside of my comfort zone into a completely new environment was, was one of the best things I, I ever did professionally. So that's, that's what it means to me. I, Keep, 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 your, keep your options open and, and keep your mind uh, open to, to, to new ideas and new possibilities.
0: That's a beautiful answer. I love that. I love that. Um, you've spoken about the influence of people on your life, people that you met when you were uh, young and at school and people subsequent to that who you've met either with a Yarra um, connection or not, you know, influential people come into our lives. I wonder whether we might consider what other influences have you had in your life. Namely, is there a book or a movie or a, uh, a, I don't know, a performance that is just one of those things that you think, oh, everybody should read this book or everybody should go and check out that documentary. Something that was inspirational to you or transformational for you, um, a go-to that you would recommend. Do you know the funny thing is, Paul, and just reflecting on your comment there,
1: the, the year in year twelve the, the movie that we reviewed as part of our English curricula was the was The Killing Fields. And I still love that movie. And it's a go-to movie for me qu- quite often because uh, the story uh, around Dith Pran and and and, uh, and Pol Pot and the whole scenario that was playing out in uh, in Cambodia at the time is is such a um, is such a powerful story, and it's it's really for for a film that was probably made in the late seventies, early eighties. I mean, it's a beautifully shot movie. Um, that for mine. Yeah, and there's a good yarrow link to it as well. Um, you know, I managed to uh, uh, to sort of watch it recently, um, and still find it uh, a very uh, uplifting story. That's great. Yeah, from quite a, from, obviously from a very sobering situation, but uh, yeah, out of it came the good came. So that's uh, that's good.
0: Yeah, and no doubt your English teacher would be very chuffed to hear that.
1: Yes, potentially.
0: <laughs> would would your English teacher remember you? Uh, no. Uh, I think my geography
1: teacher would. Uh, but uh, maybe not. Maybe not my English teacher.
0: <laughs> um, are you. I was very passionate
1: about geography, so you know, I, I, yeah, I enjoyed geography. I enjoyed sport, but uh,
0: English and maths not so much. I uh, I understand that and uh, empathise with that too. Um, (laughs) you, you've, you've talked about you, you've got some uh, experience in engineering, you've got some experience in telecommunications, there'll be people who will be listening to this as a podcast who can't comprehend the world without mobile technology and mobile phones uh, and that sort of thing. But you, you were there and helped to build the networks that we now rely on so much. In a similar vein, I wonder, and it can be kind of new technology, it might be old school. Is there a, a tool or an app or a habit that is something that has helped you throughout either your personal journey um, of story making and creating of your own life story or professionally that, you know, what's a go-to um, device or app that uh, that you rely on?
1: I've got so many apps on my phone, Paul. I mean, it's probably you know I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, you know what a what an incredible uh, uh, digital uh, innovation podcasts are. Being able to to listen and and I guess what I do is I is I is I snack from time to time on on, on short snippets. Um, you know, if I'm on the train, if I'm stuck in traffic, I put it through my Bluetooth in the car and just just listen to different people's perspectives, um, uh, you know, increasing the knowledge base, um, you know, and things things like podcasts are going to continue to, to provide um, such a great outlet for, for people. I mean, when I first started rolling out mobile phone networks, Paul, it was 1G. You know, by 2020, it's going to be 5G, you know, So the, the, the and it's all about data. So, you know, we're going to be able to stream uh, as individuals and as families, so much more information uh, to, into into our lives, um, and you know I think that's exciting. I mean I think it's um, uh, you know everyone's time poor, so the more you can get when you're when you've got got down time, I think it's it's really important to be able to switch off. I use a lot of mind, mindfulness um, apps as well, Paul. You know just to um, you know whether it be at night, just trying to wind down. Um, think there's, there's, there's some really good uh, mindfulness apps that, out there which i think um uh, that i use quite regularly
0: mm. i i appreciate the balance that you've talked about there of um more and more data becoming available to us at faster and faster speeds and yet there is the balance of that is actually mindfulness and sometimes being still and calming yourself down and uh And I think that that's a a critical balance that people today and in the future are going to continue to have to work out what that balance is. And uh, I agree, I think those mindfulness apps and the like uh, are helping to use technology in in equally, in positive ways. And that's obviously important to us. Absolutely. Yeah, Um, that's terrific. We've um, been thrilled to sit down and have a chat with Travis Strong Uh, from the class of 91 Sportsman, turned engineer, turned mindfulness fan and practising mindfulness, technology guru and would you say founder of um, White Owl or certainly a key player in it and uh, continuing to do good for men's health?
1: Yes, certainly a co-founder. Yeah, I mean, there's a group of seven of us that started us. Our committee's now up to ten. We've got a lot of volunteers. Um, the Yarra community is, is is a very important part of the success and the ongoing success of White and getting those those positive um, uh, messages out into the uh, out into the into the domain. There's a lot of people, you know, struggling out there. Um, so I think people being aware of of uh, of, of of things like your mental health such as anxiety and, and depression being illnesses and, and being able to identify and, and provide that support to people and then just getting people to be proactive in seeking it, seeking uh, seeking out uh, assistance to uh, make sure that they're as healthy as they can be because your health your wealth and uh, you know you only got one shot at it so go and get yourselves checked out and uh, if you are struggling reach out. Mm. Um, talk about it and get the help you need because it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a great world out there and we all want to be, uh, be a part of it.
0: My final question to you, and you may have answered it um, before I got to ask it, um, and I'll give you the option of saying what I just said or you can uh, come up with something else. But I want to p- p- give you the opportunity if there is a piece of advice that either you've received that you want to then turn into advice you could share for others um, or through your own experience, your own life journey, um, advice that you might have, whether there's people here who are in their fifties, whether there's people who are in their teens who are listening to this podcast, um, an opportunity for you to have the final word. Well, it's, ne- it's
1: never too late to try new things. And I think, um, you know, I'm, uh, I, you know, I'm constantly trying to s- stretch myself to, to, to try and interesting things that that are purposeful and uh, that I'm passionate about. And I think as I get older, I, I'm tending to gravitate to that more. I mean, I, you know, I've got a, a family now. My, my daughter is six, um, you know, and I think... Uh, it's it's a really exciting time for her to, and for me to be able to experiencing a whole range of new things uh, with her and there's things that she wants to try uh, like she wants to oh, I've never been snow skiing and she goes Daddy I really want to go snow skiing this year well guess what I'm going snow skiing <laughs> so uh, yeah things like that I mean just you know, take take chances you know back yourself and if you're going to fail that's all part of the journey learn 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 your lesson and uh, and uh, get back on the
0: horse. It's good advice. I like it a lot. Uh, Travis Strong from the class of 91, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for joining us on the Inspired by Yarra podcast.
1: Great. Thanks very much for your time, Paul.
0: Well, that wraps up another episode of Inspired by Yarra, and I hope you found this conversation interesting as I really liked his piece on finding purpose and the importance of passion. Travis is uh, successful in a range of ways and uh, it's, he's a, a proud member of the YoG community, certainly been inspired and continues to be an inspiration to Yara. I want to just bring your attention to the yvg.vic.edu.au website. and there's a particular uh, tab in there, the community section of that website where you can stay in touch with uh, All Things Yara community from our YOGS community to things that are happening within our community even today. There in that tab is also our podcast, um, link where you can go back and check out other episodes and find some unique show notes for each of the episodes that we've recorded so far. If you've got any recommendations or any stories that you think would be worth us pursuing, we will seek to go and find those stories and those people that you'd like to hear from. My name's Paul Joy and it's my privilege to speak with the wider Yarra community and find out the twists and turns of life. I hope you'll enjoy, uh, join us next episode when again we sit down with another yog to see how they too have been inspired by Yarra. Make sure you don't miss any upcoming episodes. Maybe give us a rating and a review, maybe share it with somebody else because as you share and as you uh, continue to promote this podcast and it makes it easier for more and more people to find and to listen on and to be inspired by these stories of days gone by. I want to wish each and every one of you another day of inspiration where you go and make a positive impact in the world around you.